Okay. Okay, Mr. Music. Hello, 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 hello. This is your sometimes favorite friend, Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman. Hello, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful time before you get to hear this episode number 225 of the podcast, the only podcast for you and me and everybody. It's people in the know want this podcast. You cannot believe the amount of emails I get on this podcast. It is amazing. Everybody's got an opinion. But thank God most of them are pretty nice. Pretty positive. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. All right, so let's get through some uh, business I need to take care of before we really get into this. Number one. Uh, I talked to Ricky, the mechanic, the uh, watchmaker, and I don't know if I told you the story. I know I did, but I'll give you a recap because a lot of you are going to go, I don't remember that. I have a watch that was dead for over a year and a half, and I gave it to a guy who didn't know what he was doing, couldn't fix it. He was a total washout. I mean, I was so disappointed in this guy. I can't tell you because he came with great credentials that he was going to be really good and he was really bad. And I kept hearing it from other people and I thought, nah. But it happened to me. So I took the watch back from him. I gave, called up Ricky, who I hadn't talked to in a while. He used to work for me. And he's really good. He works more on pocket watches than wrist watches, so he can make parts. He can do a lot more than just a watchmaker. So I gave it to him. He said, let me look at it. He calls me up. He says, we need parts. I said, okay. So I did a bunch of research, and I found out that the movement that's in this watch, which is a Vacheron and Constantine, was used by other people. It was a very high-end movement that two other companies used. At least, maybe more. But I know Jaeger LeCoultre used it. They made the original movement and Vacheron and Audemars. And I got the numbers so I could cross-reference and cross-check. Duh. And got Ricky on the phone and said, hey, let's take a look at this movement I see. If it'll work, will you look? He says, yeah, I'll look. And he said, this is it. You need it. That's the one. So I bought it from, I don't know, Europe or somewhere. And gave him the movement when it came in. And lo and behold... It was rescued. I used to call it the Phoenix because it came up from the ashes. Ran great. Perfect. Um, long story short, a couple years later, all of a sudden it's galloping. And if you don't know what galloping means, it's not good. When you put it on a watch timing machine, you can hear the beats, the ticking amplified. And it should go tick, 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 tock, tick, 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 like that. Tick, 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 tick. But this one was going tick, 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 like a gallop of a horse. And every time I've ever heard that, I know that is bad. That movement is rotten. It's not running right. So I called up Ricky, got him to watch, called me up, and he said, oh, your hairspring is magnetized. I said, wait a minute. This is a modern watch. He says, yeah. And I honestly didn't think that you could magnetize a hairspring from the 90s. I didn't think that was possible. I figured they were all anti-magnetic material. 
would make sense, wouldn't it? Since it's one of the most important pieces in the entire wristwatch movement that it shouldn't get messed up by magnetism. That means you get near a speaker of any kind and it'll mess it up. So what happens is imagine this, you have this hairspring that's in a spiral and you can adjust the length of it. There's a little way to adjust it on top of the hairspring. There's a little adjustment piece and it shortens or lengthens the hairspring, just like shortening or lengthening a pendulum on a clock. Shorter pendulum is going to run faster. Longer is going to take a longer beat. It's going to run slower. Same thing. So when a watch like that gets magnetized, that means the hairspring is sticking to itself. So it's shorter. So it's running much faster. And with old watches, it is definitely a problem. And I bought a demagnetizer, which they're not expensive. You plug them in, it looks like a kind of like a weird looking oval donut looking thing. And you take the watch, you push it through, you hold the button down, you push it through a couple of times, demagnetize, done. So I tried it just for the hell of it. Didn't do anything. So he told me that the hairspring is damaged. Not only is it magnetized, it's damaged. He can't get it back to where it was. So he said, you need to find a new balance with a hairspring because the, the, the hairspring and the balance staff are hooked together. And you would think that with all the money you pay for these really high-end watches, they would have materials like I read about silicon hairsprings that are not magnetic, things like that that would not magnetize. But no, of course not. They put in things that have problems. So if you're collecting antiques, I urge you to buy yourself one of these little electric demagnetizers. They're not expensive, probably 30 bucks, and they work great. I mean, I had another watch, an older watch that was acting crazy. And I called up Ricky because he had fixed it. And he said, it's probably magnetized. Put it through the magnetic, anti-magnetic machine. Boom, stopped running crazy, ran normal again. So it's a good thing to have. And the only way you're going to know is when they start running really crazy. They don't run normal. It's not like they're running a little fast. They're running really crazy. And that's pretty much how you know. So uh, long story short. He says, you got to find parts. So I'm now I'm looking for the original movement because he gave it back to me, took the parts out. It wasn't a hairspring he took out last time. It was a pallet fork and some other parts that were broken. So I figured I got to find it. Well, I've since moved in that span since it's been fixed. And now I, I'm looking high and low. I can't find the damn movement. And I look and I look and I look. Finally, I call him up and I said, look, I can't find the movement. We got to get a new one. So he says, okay, so now... I don't even remember anymore what the cross-reference is for the other movements, the uh, Jaeger-LeCoultre and the Audemars. So I do some research. I research, research. I finally find the cross-reference. Now I'm looking for them. You can't really find that movement by Vacheron readily available to just buy a movement or parts. It just doesn't exist. They're just not around, I guess. But yet, if you look at some of the other companies, different story. So I ended up looking at an Audemars. Um, I think it was a 2090, I think was the movement. And they had had to be five of them in a row. With the dials, no case, just the movement and the dial. And they're all working. And I called up Ricky and I said, hey, I got a bunch of them. Now, they were not cheap. They were 400 bucks a piece. That's why I was trying to find my old movement, of course, that I you know used as a donor movement. Of course, I couldn't find it. Still haven't. 
So I got on the phone with Ricky and I said, let's look, we looked online and I showed him the, the movements and he said, that's the one. It looks in really good shape. It looks the same. Get it. So I got $400 later. I get the movement in. I send it right off to him. Calls me up and he says, uh, watch is fixed. I said, did it work? It was perfect. So now I'm going to get my Vacheron back again, which I can't wait. I haven't worn it so long. Um, so I got to meet with him and get that back. So it's probably going to cost me another couple hundred bucks. So here, throw another 600 into the mix of this watch. And plus it cost me about that the first time. So I bought the watch cheap in the beginning, but if you add on all the extra costs I put into it, it's not getting cheap. It's getting expensive. And the movement that I'm using is a bad movement. Now, when I say bad, I don't mean it doesn't run. I don't mean it doesn't keep time. It's just problems with that movement. I don't know why, but I read that that's a problem movement. And I can see why. That's what I'm having is lots of problems. So now the question is, do I sell a dumb thing and just get it out of my hair and get something else? I really like the watch. It's a nice, round, gold, Vacheron dress, plain dresser, beautiful watch. So I have to meet with him. Now, second part. If you remember way, 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 way back, put you in the way back machine. Uh, I went online and I picked up a Jaeger LeCoultre. It's called a club from India. And we talked about this. India, they must have... They must have hundreds of factories, watchmakers. They're selling so much stuff and it's really, really cheap. Like if you look at uh, Fortis or Oris, two decent companies, you look on there, you'll see them for nothing, all coming out of India in their 70s, 60s. So what India must be doing is buying up all these pre-owned old watches and fixing them up. And reselling, putting new dials on. And they look good. Don't get me wrong. Some of them look really good. I bought a couple and they were kind of, eh. they look good, but they don't run good. They're all cheap. They're not real expensive watches. So one day I happened to be looking at Jaeger LaCultra. Part of the show, as a matter of fact, I remember I did this right on the show. And I saw some Jaeger LaCultras I'd never seen before. And I like Jaeger LaCultra a lot. So this was new to me. So if you look it up and you can, it's called a Jaeger LeCoultre Club, C-L-U-B. And it reminded me a little bit of an Omega from the 70s, kind of an eyeball shape. They got a few different cases, starburst kind of dials, really cool 70s look. Beautiful. Some of them, like the one I got, it's gorgeous. The dial's really pretty. So I buy the watch and then the guy, whoever it is, they email me and they go, oh, we had a problem with the watch. It's scratched. It's this, it's that. Can you pick another one? I said, show me some dials because I like the dial I had picked. So they send me some dials. I pick the one I want. They go, great. Now these watches are supposed to be serviced and running good. And I brought it up here that I was going to do, I did it actually for the show because I had brought up the idea of that and they were really cheap. The club was like I don't know, 250 bucks for a Jaeger LeCoultre. You know how cheap that is? That's a that's at least a thousand dollar, maybe two thousand dollar watch. I don't care. That's what Jaeger LeCoultres go for. Did a little more research on it. 
turns out it has an A-shield movement in it, which is a mass market movement, kind of like, you know, Ed everybody uses. Well, in the old days, it was shield. That was everybody used. There was no Ed at that time. And they were okay. I remember my my feeling, my connotation to an A-shield movement was bad. Like they were shit movements. shouldn't say that. Bad movements. Naughty me, sorry. Bad movements. Just not great. But yet... I'm talking to Ricky and he's going, no, these are, they're good. There's nothing wrong with them. But I remember them not being good because they were in everything cheap, everything crappy. They also made decent watches. And what happened to them, I have no idea because I'm just asking the same thing myself going, where are they now? What happened to A-Shield? There were a lot of watchmaker movement companies that have folded or been absorbed in other companies. Um, some of them are quite good. Like Frederick Piquet. Oh my God, what a great movement those are. Fantastic. That's what's in my Chopard. That's in a lot of good movements are Frederick Piquet. And that's all they did was make movements. Really high end. Vacheron used them. Paddock used them. All the biggies used them. So I thought, you know what? I'll let them fix it. I'll buy it and see what it does. See how it is. God only knows. You know, it could be great. So I get the watch. We have to take a break here, by the way. Uh, I get the watch in. I mean, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back. I'll tell you more. I promise I'll tell you more. Dig that swinging music, baby. Though I know you like the music. If you don't, sorry. Okay, so back to the watch. So now I look, I buy. They tell me they got to give me a different watch because the one they scratched the dial or some who knows what. And they were very nice about it. I thought, wow, it's pretty, pretty uh, attentive. I get the watch. It's gorgeous. The dial's beautiful. It looks like 70s, but new. It's kind of an eyeball shaped. It's a big watch. It's not a small dress watch. It's more of a sport watch. It's got a plastic crystal, which I'm not happy about. I don't like plastic crystals. Um, so I get the watch and I wind it right away. As I'm winding it, it's skipping. It's missing like the crown is, the stem is not hooked up right. And it's like missing. I go, uh-oh. Then I go to set it. It doesn't set properly. There's something wrong with that. And then the crystal promptly falls off in my hand, which means I used the wrong size crystal, of course. So I'm going to see Ricky about one watch after I get the movement and I get the uh, Jaeger LaCultra to go to. And this one doesn't say LaCultra. This one actually says Jaeger LaCultra on the dial and on the case and on the movement. So it's real. And it must have been Jaeger LaCultra only marketed to Europe and probably Asia, but not the U.S. They, their watches here were called LaCultra for many, many years. And supposedly it was because of taxes that they had to use LaCultra, not Jaeger LaCultra. They used to tax all the movements coming in. So for some reason, I guess it saved them money, did something. But they called them LaCultra. They didn't even look nice. The... Uh, the signature on the dial, I don't like it. It didn't look like anything. The Jaeger LaCulture, that looks classy. It looks nice. 
And Jaeger itself was a company that made instruments for uh, airplanes, automobiles coming out of Europe. You name it. Very high-end company. Okay, so let's get back to the story. So I, I get it to him. Now he calls me about the Vacheron. So I ask, what's going on with the Jaeger LaCultra? He goes, oh, it's ready. I go, what was wrong with it? What did it need? Figuring, eh, it needed a few things. The thing was a disaster inside. There were jewels inside that normally are held in by pieces of metal or something. They glued them in with super glue, which is the really hack way to do things. And it does not last. It doesn't hold up. And it makes a mess of everything. It's the really crappy way to fix something is just use a drop of super glue instead of holding it in properly. There were broken jewels. There were broken parts in there. It was a mess. So I'm telling you, I'm begging you, I'm imploring you, be very careful when you buy from these Indians. Be very careful. Their stuff is total crap. And they make it, they tell you it's all fixed. It's not. You got to figure, whatever you buy, you're going to at least put a couple hundred more into to fix it up properly. That being said, I have seen these Jaeger LaCultra Le club watches coming out of other areas. And they're getting a lot. They're getting a thousand, two thousand bucks for them. But guaranteed, they had to buy them from India and fix them up, just like I'm doing. But they're charging up the kazoo for it. And well, they should. It still says Jaeger LaCultra. As a Jaeger LaCultra, I'm going to, I'll get it and I'll take a picture of it and show it to you. It's really great. I'm supposed to pick it up. I really like it for a sport watch. It's beautiful. Plus what a name. Jaeger LaCultra is one of the finest watches in the world. So I'm real pleased about that. So think about this. I probably pay two and a half. I'm going to put at least, I don't know what the bill is going to be. I'm guessing 200. It's probably more like three, but that's still a good deal. But don't be fooled and think, I'm going to get this great watch for really cheap value, and I don't have to do anything. Put it on my wrist, and la-di-da, I'm off to the races. Doesn't work that way. This is like the third thing I bought from the Indians, and they are all crap. I wish I could swear because I would call it something else, because it's total caca. They look good, but they're, they just, you know, sell it real cheap. They get it in. They do... You know, it reminds me of a used car dealer that runs around and buys stuff off the, the newspaper and just does whatever has to be done immediately and sell it. You know, spray paint the engine, who cares? Spray over the dirt, who cares? I mean, that's what this reminds me of. Just get it out. Make it run and get it the hell out of here. And yeah, I'm not really complaining about price because price was phenomenal. That was great. But just realize these are barely usable. Now, one thing I will say is the outer appearance is great. They look really good. So if you can put the money in to fix the guts, you got a hell of a watch. I mean, mine's going to be outstanding. Even my, I've showed it to people. They love it. So I have not worn it since the day I got it. Immediately, it got put in a drawer because it was already falling apart immediately. And hopefully I'll be able to wear it. I'm excited about that. And I get the Vashron. So that's my update. I'm waiting for him to call me because he we were waiting on a crystal for another watch. Um, and then he calls me up and says, oh, I can't get the crystal. I said, well, well, I could put a plastic one on. I'm like, I really don't want plastic because it came with a sapphire, this other watch. It's an, a, a skeleton watch they have. Really nice. 
and it would cheapen it up, put a plastic crystal on it. So I said, you know what, go and see what you can get. So I talked to him a couple days later because he wanted me to come over and pick up just the two that were done, not the three. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. He lives far away. So it's a pretty good ride. So he called me, I called him up, I think it was yesterday. And he said, oh, I got the crystal. I got the crystal. I go, great. So I may see him today. By the time I get another of these, couple of these podcasts in the can, I should have seen him. So keep your fingers crossed. I can't wait. I get the Vacheron back and I get the egg in the culture. I can't wait. The skeleton, not so excited about it. I don't really hear, I don't like skeletons. I just happened onto it. I don't know if you guys love skeletons, but I don't like them. I don't like the way, I mean, they look fancy. There's, I'm not saying they're ugly. I like the look of them. They're just not practical. They're not. They're just not practical. When you take a movement and you hollow out every wheel, everything, the, the plates, everything's hollowed out so you can see through it. It makes it less sturdy, less stable. You, any bit of dirt gets in there, it's going to mess it all up. So for me, I'd rather have something that's not so beautiful to look at. I don't want to see the movement. It doesn't interest me to see it. If I want to see it, I'll open it up. And I'm also don't like the glass backs on movements either. Because I don't think they are good. I had one pop out on my wrist. Don't forget, whenever you have a crystal, you know, whether it's sapphire or whatever, it's got to be in there somehow. And sapphire is glued in usually. So if it comes out, you ruin the watch. So what do I want that on the back of the watch for? I mean, it's fun to look, you know, oh, well, we can look in the movement, but I don't like it. I'd rather have uh, a solid case back. You know, that's why Rolex doesn't do that. Notice Rolex never has a glass back, ex exposition back, never. Why? Because it, it denigrates the case. It makes it more leak worthy, shall we say. It could fall out. There's a lot of more issues you can have with that. It's better not to do that. Their crystals on a Rolex are pressed on. The bezel actually holds the crystal in place, and the bezel has to be put down with a lot of force to hold that crystal in on the front. So that's why I'm saying I'm not a big fan of uh, skeleton watches. I think they look beautiful. And if I were going to go out dressy and I wanted to really show off, I, I could see maybe a really nice skeleton watch. You know, but not my cup of tea. I don't know. I think they're interesting to look at, but to keep and to wear, I want something more durable, something I don't have to worry about. It's going to fall apart, get hurt, whatever. This looks delicate, and I'm sure it is. It's like taking a solid disc of metal versus a disc that's hollowed out with spokes. Which one's going to be stronger? The solid disc, of course. And that's what happens to these movements. Okay, so that's my story uh, with Ricky and fixing everything and should be coming back. Now, I did get the Philippe Charial. I don't know if I talked a lot about this. They had a Philippe Charial. It was called a, what the hell was the name of it? I don't remember now, but it's a long tank. Let me see if I can find it. It's a really cool looking watch. I did a podcast on Philippe Chariot. It's one of those watches that um, is more of a design watch. 
than fine timepiece, but they're good looking and they're nicely made kind of like eBay. Uh, there's a lot of them that are more not eBay. I'm sorry. How dumb eBay, excuse me, eBay, eBay, got an eBay on the brain. I think eBay does that. There's a bunch of companies. Bombersier does that. They're more actually Bombersier. Bombersier is actually a fine watch company. I'm not going to put them in there, but there are watch companies and I'll name a few like, um, what's that? I'm blanking out. You know what? I'm blanking out and I apologize, but I'm thinking, um, Raymond Weil, there's one. Raymond Weil. It's just a dress. It's just the design. It's not a great watch, but the design is cool. But Shariol is above that. And they're not expensive. And I found one. I'm going to look. Hold on. I'm going to find this because I do want to talk about it. I've only got a couple minutes. Uh, I found one that I liked. I talked about it on the show. And I ended up going and buying the dumb thing. And it's sitting in my drawer called like a curl or a, I can't remember the name now. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the name of the dumb thing, but it's really nice. I will find it. Believe me, they have some really nice design watches and they use these cables on their older watches, like a, uh, like a strand stainless steel cable as as bands, which is kind of cool. There's a nice one. Central pay 18 care. It looks cheap though. And it's an expensive watch. Go figure. So they have some really good looking stuff. And the one that I f I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it as I'm talking to you <laughs> going through looking. And I found this one. I can't remember the name, but they had a couple of them on there and they were like over a thousand bucks. They're really expensive. And I found one that was pretty reasonable. You know, and I told you about it. We were on here and I found it and said, you know, I kind of like it. Now, the only difference is the ones they had for a thousand bucks. These were pre-owned at eleven hundred thousand and eleven hundred. There's a big tank. And I'm trying to look it up right now to get the name of them. Maybe they're I don't know if they're still here. Or they're gone. I'm looking because it's been a while. But I found virtually the same thing. Now, the one I liked was called Shariel Columbus. That was one, but that's not the one I ended up with. Columbus is a nice looking fancy tank. They're fancy. They're ornate. They look like Roman something. I don't know how to describe it, but the, what they used to have were these bands made of cables. That's how they made their bones. Like Hublot has their bands made of rubber that hook up. Well, they used to have these cable and they kind of got away from that. Now I've noticed. Okay. Well, I can't find it, but I wanted to tell you that I still have that watch and it's huge. It is so freaking big. I cannot tell you. No, I can't find it. That is weird. It must. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's called a CORS. COR. No, CORLS. Corals. And here's one. It's a beautiful design. Really cool looking Giloche dial. It's very pretty. Um, and then this, they want 1100 bucks. Well, I paid on, I think I paid two. And I thought, it's the same watch, except I have a black dial and this is a silver dial. It's a beautiful watch, but it doesn't look as rich as a really expensive watch. But it held for a regular running around watch, nice watch. Quartz, beautiful watch. And for those of you that want to wear normal watches, you don't always want to wear antiques. You have to worry about, and 
you know, go crazy with. It's not a bad watch. I like it. It's called a, but it's big. No, I have not worn it. And I'll tell you why. Because we only got about a minute left. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because it's a black dial and I'm sick and tired of black dials. How's that? I got enough black dials. And I always put a black band on a black dial and I'm sick and tired of that look. Yeah, it's easy to read. Yes, it's easy to read. But I wanted to try something different. So I found a watch band. I'm trying to remember what in the hell it is now. Some kind of material. And it's kind of, I think it's either ostrich or something else. It's coming out of Vietnam. Like I told you about Vietnam has these really great bands, but they take a while to get here. Really nice. It's kind of a, a tan, like a coffee color and black mixed together. So it's got both colors in there. So I figure the, it'll pick up the black of the dial and it'll get some tan going because I do not want to be stuck with black bands. I want to be able to wear it with brown because I like to match. If I'm wearing blue, I'm wearing a blue watch or a black dial watch. If I'm wearing beige or brown, I'm wearing a brown watch. It doesn't have to be dial, but the band should be brown of some, some design. So that's what I'm going to do. So that probably is going to do it for this episode. Um, it's been fun. What the hell? If you want me to go crazy, I can go crazy. No, I don't want to go crazy. I want to have fun with you guys and girls. So do me a favor. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. 